BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I caught up with one Tammy K. Lynn. You might remember Tammy from Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor and, of course, the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise. She's been making quite the rounds doing some interviews, and we talked about some of the comments she's already made, and she clarified some of them. We got into the drama with Peter's season and her recent reunion with Peter. She's still definitely has a little bit of beef with some of the girls from that season and she doesn't shy away from sharing that and tons of stuff about BIP and how she feels about the franchise now. She even gets a little emotional at one point speaking about race in The Bachelor. So I think it was a pretty interesting conversation and Tammy has a lot to say. So without further ado, here's Tammy. I am now here with someone who has had a wild arc in Bachelor Nation. I feel like she has been our comic relief She's been accused of being a villain. She's been in paradise. She's made some videos that have gotten some attention post-show. Tammy, how are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. And I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like there is so much to talk about. How has it been in the last couple of weeks, kind of finally doing interviews and press for the first time in a minute? Um, It's been good. I've had like a lot of requests, of course, because everything but I just wanted to get it all done like in the same time frame so I can just bang them all out you know and that way I can just talk a little bit more freely so it's been it's been nice adjusting good good I'm glad and we're gonna do just that I want to start at the beginning which was of course Peter Weber season and Loki one of the better seasons I think in the last couple of years personally I would say would you agree I too. <laughs> there's a lot of good girls that came out of that season um, in general. And I feel like it was also so entertaining and then so much drama followed for years. It kept, it kept us weekly in business and quarantine. I thank Peter all the time. I'm like, thank you for, you know, still going out there and stirring the pot here because yeah. it, it really did. What are your like fondest memories looking back at just Peter's season off the bat? Oh. Did you love it right away? Did you take a while to warm up for the cameras? What do you remember from the beginning? No, I actually was very uncomfortable or very comfortable with the cameras right from the get go. I remember the first night, it's one of the longest nights of filming. It's the limo night. And I was just like, calm, just hanging out, trying to make all these friends, trying to get my time with Peter. And I was just chugging Red Bulls out of champagne glasses. So I'm like, I'm awake. I'm alive. Like I'm ready for this. Was that your tip not to drink too much, but go with Red Bull? <laughs> I don't really drink a, a lot in general, but I mean, Red Bull is definitely the key because that way you're up and you're, you know, somewhat alert because it's, it's a long night. Yeah, a hundred percent. Peter's season obviously had the Hannah Brown of it all right in the beginning. Um, what do you remember about everyone? Were people freaking out when they found out Hannah Brown was like there both in the premiere and then later on when she kind of like her and Peter had that weird unfinished conversation situation. What do you remember about that? Um, honestly, it was such a small part of it. I, we all know, like saw that she was there, but it was kind of just like, Oh, she's here. Like, is she joining us? Is she not? There was just a lot of like conversations circling around the mansion, but I was kind of just indifferent with it. Um, like if she joins us, that'd be cool. That's really exciting for, you know, our experience, but I didn't mind if she did or didn't join us. But I knew that she was doing her own thing and she was doing Dancing with the Stars at the time too. So I'm like, I don't think that she's going to be on the season. I kind of just, I'm very, uh, you know, I put a lot of facts together and I'm like, this doesn't seem like she's going to stay, but I'm happy she made her appearance. I think that was fun. Yeah, it definitely, it worked out. I feel like it, it accomplished what it needed to. It got the emotions, but it also got like the cliffhangery and ABC got their promo for Dancing with the Stars. Um, yeah. But he, Peter has said since 
that he, and he kind of said it on the show, but he said it in interviews since that he like was kind of almost willing to throw it all away for her. And she was like, you can't do that. Like you are the bachelor. What are you yeah. doing? Do you believe that there was any, like anything in him that actually would have done that just from an outside perspective? Um, I don't know personally, I would yeah. say no. Cause being the bachelor and like having your new chapter open up, like, would you be willing to throw that away? I don't know how in depth their relationship was. Maybe he was, I mean, I don't know. I know that he got emotional even during the group day. I wasn't on that group day, so I didn't really get to experience it firsthand, but um, wouldn't it be exciting if he really just threw it all away and we're just like, do we get a new bachelor or what's yeah, going on? It could have been like, I mean, only a couple of years later, Claire Crowley kind of did that with Dale. Like that yeah. could have been you guys. I wonder what they would have had as like a backup plan though. You know, it kind of makes me wonder, but I'm happy mm -hmm. that it worked out. Peter's a great guy and um, happy to have been a part of his experience with him. So, and the friends that I made in the house too. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Peter, as your bachelor, I know you recently just did an interview with Peter and Dustin on their show and you guys were joking around about all the stuff that happened and are clearly on good terms. Is he the bat? You're happy he was your bachelor. Is there any other bachelor that you, you know, kind of wish maybe or would have been interested in? <sighs> no, I really don't think that could have worked out any other way. I really was interested in Peter. We had a lot of like similar um, interests and, you know, we love flying. So I was really excited from him from the get go. They didn't even tell us about who was going to be the actual bachelor until like later on in the process. But I'm like, I already know it's going to be him. Like no yeah. brainer. He wasn't, he was, a, it was because obviously the Tyler Cameron of it all, but then like once Gigi Hadid showed up, it was like, I think Peter's got this one. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Cameron would have been cool. I just don't know if it would have had the same effect, you know? Um, people like always shit on Peter, but I think he did a great job the best that he could really. Yeah. I think Peter was a good bachelor because he didn't know how to make decisions. Um, and that makes a good person on television. I've said this to Peter, um, but, and I don't think he had bad intentions. So there's a difference between someone going into it just to mess shit up. Peter naturally kind of like Clayton just doesn't really know what he's doing and who does in that situation, but more so that it was easy for the producers and his emotions to kind of get jumbled. And yeah. then we ended up with this mess, which is great for television and sometimes bad for the, the actual bachelor to have to try to navigate that. People don't get it. They always like, are like, this is the worst season ever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if everything went correctly and no feelings were hurt, you guys wouldn't watch the show. Totally. It would have been a boring show. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Peter's finale did happen and the Hannah Ann breakup to the potential Maddie to then the dating Kelly what part of that surprised you the most? Did you see any of that coming when you were filming the show? Like, did you think Hannah Ann had it in the bag? I definitely thought Hannah Ann had it in the bag. I know Maddie was also a good, um, like, front runner as well. But I just don't think that because Maddie is so in tuned with her beliefs, I just mm -hmm. didn't see it working out. But I'm like, maybe Peter could change, you know? Like, Peter's been pretty indecisive this far. Maybe he'll change for it. I mean, we've all done crazy things for love. So I definitely could have seen that working out if it wasn't so peer pressured from like the audience and his family. But Kelly, I, I saw that. I mean, I did not see that coming whatsoever, but like once it actually happened, I'm like, Oh, this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Kelly has kind of said that she felt like maybe she didn't get a fair shot because like she one like she didn't really let the show she didn't open up in front of the show and then she felt like the the producers and whatever kind of knew that her and Peter had connections so they kind of kept her hidden and then she like it was too late and he kind of had moved on did you see any of that in like the Kelly sense of didn't maybe she just it wasn't going to work for her on the show or that they were kind of trying to keep her back um I know wasn't there like a group date where you guys like fought or something well, I wouldn't say it was funny. It was the first group date ever. And this is when we're trying to get like a gist of how everything's going. Um, I know that the hotel that we were at for the night portion, they've met at that hotel previous before we all went to film. Right, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I can see why she has a lot of attention this time, you know, but I, I don't know. I think that them getting along makes more sense in the real world than it did on the show. Yeah. In group date settings, you have moments like, you know, people cheating on obstacle courses or just being savage or, you know, yeah, everyone's trying to fight for their time. How much is it? I mean, you can only speak for yourself, but in that moment where you're just trying to like have fun and be light and navigate it and like, this is a TV show and how much of it is like, do you get in your head where you're like, no, like it's my chance to get time with Peter. Like, how do you balance that? Oh, I don't know if there's a right way to balance it. I went into it like I, I fit for the things that I want. I'm going to go out and give it my all. I don't think anybody was expecting me to make it to like the top three of the finish line, 
but I knew Kelly was going to be because like it was a hotel that she was meeting him at or met him at before. But I don't know. I wonder if I mean, if you listen to the previous podcast that I did, I after she cheated, I just actually ran for the finish line and I hopped on the plane and I wouldn't get out of the plane. Amazing. So, but I feel like it because I didn't have like a previous connection with him or like a good storyline with him. I they would have pulled me out unless I let them pull me out, you know, because if I just stayed there, like, would he had had to fly with me? Yeah. But they kind of just made it seem like, oh, no, she won. But it's like she didn't win because she cheated. But whatever. And it's a classic bachelor trope of like when they do the competitions and they people who win the competition get time with the bachelor. But then like if the person if there's someone who's in the losing group, they will find a way to say, oh, you know what? This our bachelor. He doesn't want to segregate. He doesn't want to keep people separate. Let's let's have everyone come to the party. But then the, the next bachelor will leave everyone hysterical in the in the bus on their way back to the mansion because they don't want to do the joint party. So it's yeah. like a weird thing. Um, that would happen actually with the Ohio football date. Do you mm-hmm. remember that one? Yes. Everyone. I mean, to be fair, I think he really made that decision on his own and just suggested it to the producers because we really, both teams really just fought blood, sweat and tears basically to get this, um, night portion of the date. But I think it was only fair for all of us to go. It just really sucked because we don't have that much time. And now that's being split between everyone in the house again, you know, so that was a little tough. But it ended up being ruined anyways because Alea um, showed up, you know, right. and took the time away from everyone. I don't think I talked to him once that night. What was the thing? Because she she knew someone in real life, right? No, she got called out for being like fake, like a princess fake voice, right. like an actor. And I'm like, that's not Alea whatsoever. And I get it. I don't really know her from that time point, but like even being friends with her in real life, I'm like, no, she just sounds that way. Like she means no harm whatsoever. I think people just were intimidated by her because she could have probably been um, one of the top four people, but I just sucked, you know, being in that position because like, she's my friend and now she's also taking the time away and she got the rose. Right. Someone on the day should have gotten. It's, it's these friendships with your friends, with producers, you guys are friends with the other cast members. You're supposed to be trying to like navigate, actually dating this guy. Sometimes it works. It's a very, very weird thing. It's a very weird thing. And people are like, why would you, cause if you want to be really technical with it, we're all making out with this guy. Like right. this guy is technically whatever, some sort of like boyfriend or whatever that we're seeing. And we're trying to navigate that relationship and then be friends with everyone at the same time, you know, cause those are the strongest relationships that come out of it, all the friendships, you know, with the cast, cause you spend more time with them than you do with the lead. So yeah, yeah I don't think there's a good balance for it. I think you just kind of have to just go with the flow and see what the timing is right. Cause even on what is it? Not Clayton. Um, Colton season wasn't Kaylin and Cassie, like best friends. Yes. You know, so that was hard because like one of them has to go at some point. Yeah, no, for sure. And it is, you see like Becca and Jojo, like they're in, like Becca's about to be in Jojo's wedding. Like you see people stand the test of time. And I think as audience members, it's always just like, I get it. But also it's like so weird just because the concept and the roots of the show, but it, what are the concept and the roots of the show? Because it is to date this person, but is it like, is it for our entertainment? Is it the love, the bonus part? Or is love actually the root of the show? I don't know the answer to that question. And I always say when I don't get drama, I want drama. And when it's all drama, I'm like, where's the love story? So you can never have anyone happy. Right. Because everyone complained about our season being too drama, but it's like, what would have happened if the drama didn't happen? You know, and drama should be very normalized. I think, I think it's the biggest problem with Bachelor Nation is that they don't normalize that drama is going to be a normal thing. Mm. You're dating the same guy. Right. Like I'm essentially swabbing spit with spit with every one of these girls because they've essentially had their tongue down Peter's throat at some point. It's true. It's absolutely true. And it would be weird if everyone if this isn't sister wives, this is the bachelor. Right. <laughs> but there is like some sister wives elements. Um, obviously, you specifically got into some some drama with some of the some of your fellow contestants. There was stuff with Kelsey and pills and alcohol and I know you've kind of spoken on that a little bit and it wasn't your intention to ever be accusing her of anything. And you were kind of repeating something you heard Mm -hmm. looking back. Do you regret getting involved in 
any of that at all? Or do you think it could have been navigated differently with anything that played out with you and Kelsey specifically? I mean, of course I have regrets towards that. I never wanted to like hurt anybody or, you know, let alone accuse them of something that I have no knowledge of them as a person about. Um, I think it just happened to be like this mix up of everything and it just got out of hand. And I wish that it didn't happen whatsoever, but I almost wonder like, would I have had lasted as long as I did if I wasn't in the drama, you know? Right. Because remember, like before COVID hit and everything, girls like me don't make it far on the show. And that's very well known. Yeah. So it's it's a balance also of kind of getting involved, getting in the mix and then the risk of what, how it's going to air or how it's going to look. And in the right. moment, are you thinking that at all? Like if I get involved in this, will it, will it air this way? Will it look this way? Or are you just like caught up in it because it's happening and things are moving pieces and you're on this show and there's lights and cameras and producers and oh my God. I think when it got to that hecticness, I just, I wasn't even thinking about like post-production stuff. Cause I'm like, I need to deal with this. Like right now, I don't even know what to do at this point. I was so yeah. caught in a hard, what is it? A hard place and a rock a rock and a hard place. Yeah. A rock and a hard place. I'm like, what am I, what is the right thing to do here? Cause like, if I just admit it and get everyone to shut up now, I'm the bad guy, but I didn't truly do it. But it's like, if I don't, then people are just going to accuse me of doing it anyways. And it's going to be just elongated, you know? So there was no winning in that situation whatsoever, but I've apologized to Kelsey many times. We've talked about it. Clearly on Paradise, we, you know, worked things out and became cahoots with each other to take down another person. But yes. <laughs> um, I think just the high stress of the show, it's a lot on people and people forget that we're real humans that are dealing with this stuff in our real time. And then we have to rewatch it again, a way that it is edited that we have no control over. So it, it was just very difficult going through that. You know, um, I felt like I was really battling the world by myself. Cause no one, like, it was very hard for people to reach out to me cause they didn't want to be involved with the villain. And like, I don't know. I just, it was a very lonely and dark time in my life, but I think I don't regret it whatsoever. It made me a very strong person. So like now I don't even care what people say, which is a plus, but it just, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Cause it, it sucked really badly. Yeah. I can imagine. And it was some of the Victoria P stuff. And you've kind of said, and you're not the first person who said this by any means, but you know, production plays a favorite. They've got a storyline to go. You've mentioned her name. And when you're filming that show, do you realize in the moment, oh, this girl is like, they got, they really like her. You know, you mentioned people, people like you didn't make it far on the show in the past. Are you thinking that in the moment? Are you worried about how it's going to, how that's going to happen? Or with someone like Victoria P, you're like, oh, they, they don't care. They're going to make sure she goes in. Or is that something you realize now in retrospect, as you've kind of been talking about this and thinking about it? it kind of solidifies it watching back, you know, but I, I knew it going in. I like for the entire time where we're quarantined, even before like actual COVID, we would have to stay in the hotel before filming. I, that was my biggest concern. I'm like, how am I supposed to compete with these girls when they're probably all blonde and all white, you know, and I can't ever change that about myself. That's not who I am, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I am proud of being an Asian person so much now. Um, but it just puts in retrospect, like, you can just tell who they favorite. And it, I wasn't one of them. Yeah. It just must be a hard thing to like wrap. Cause it's like, they put you on the show and it's supposed to be like an even playing field. And there is partly Peter's feelings, but it's also partly like, what is the show looking for? And it's probably a lot of things. Um, they make and, you feel really special. I'm sure going through the whole process until you meet everyone like night one. I remember I'm like, Oh, this is how it's going to go. Like I, I'm not going to stand any chance unless I do it my damn self. So I do, I did it my damn self. <laughs> and you definitely stood out. And there was like, so I remember you were especially kind of like a polarizing figure because you were like the humor and then it quickly switched to be like, Oh, are we not supposed to like her? Oh, it was so crazy. That episode. Cause it was Costa Rica, literally yeah. in half of an episode, everyone went from loving me, all these flood comments of like, you're so funny. You're so you know, everything. And then switch. I hate you. Go kill yourself. Like you suck. You like, I hope you die. Like it was such a roller coaster, like tornado effect of emotions. Um, and you know, when you get on this stuff, like you want people to like you, that's just a normal instinct, but I just didn't expect it to be that magnitude. I knew I was going to get some slack for, you know, what happened because of the way it looks, but never the magnitude that I, that it actually did. So. Yeah. And people are layered and complex and you can be funny one minute and then maybe put your foot in your mouth another minute, but it is kind of hard to remember <laughs> that because it's like, you're watching a reality show, but it's, right. it's produced. It's, it's so, it's so complex, but it's also fun just, and you can be on Twitter and say something funny without saying something insane. Like that's right. the difference. Exactly. My tweets are hilarious when I recap <laughs> the shows, I think, but it's like, yeah. people are going to be like, why is she, why is she being so mean? It's just like, 
we're all very multidimensional creatures, humans, you know, like I'm not going to be a perfect, funny, nice person all the time. Like it's not normal to be that way. Right. I'm going to get angry at some point. I'm going to get upset at some point, you know, and I'm not going to get along with everybody. Cause that would be very bizarre and fake for everyone to get along with everyone every second of the day. Someone's going to irk you at some point. Like even, I mean, look at your sisters or like your brothers, you know, your own family, they're going to bother you at some point, but you love them, you know, and it's because like, you're going to have a moment like we all do. And you're going to lash out, do some regretful things. And as long as you acknowledge that and use that to change, you know, how you react to future situations, I think that's what's more important. Yeah. You got to go on um, a two-on-one, which is a fun bachelor tradition. <laughs> I wouldn't even consider it a real two-on-one. It was right before the yeah, It was like a one. meet outside. Yeah. I was like, we're going to meet before everyone else shows up two-on-one. But that... <laughs> that night was just so funny. Cause like, I'm just like, what? I was so sick of it at the point. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I really did not think I was going home. Cause I had lots of proof to give to him. Right. Like hard concrete proof. He just yeah. didn't believe me or maybe he did, but again, I'm not a favorite. So uh, they're like, all right, it's time for her to go. You know, you, I mean, you did do the potential move with, with McKenna of the not here for the right reasons. And sometimes that works really well. And sometimes it's the, it's the kiss of death and the bachelor won't even hear it. And they're like, you know, or for the audience too. Cause some people they're like, yeah, like you're the hero. You tell them that that girl's not great. Or they're like, how dare you use your time to talk about someone else? Like, again, you can't win. Especially like, re- like other cast members. Cause they've never been in the situation, but they will always say, never talk about other people in your conversations with elite. Sometimes you just have no choice. Okay. Right. I'm going to say that now because I mean, what goes on in the house is his experience too, with the whole show or her experience on the bachelorette, you know? So I, I think if you have a concern about someone, cause it's like, how could you like this person? If they're so opposite of me, it's like, which one do you, which one are you gravitating towards more? You know? Yeah. And also sometimes, even if you're not the one to bring it up, the lead finds out and then they are probably told they got to ask. So then you're answering a question and then it could look exactly. like, oh, I'm using my, my time, my two minutes. Right. It, there's, it's never what it looks like. Probably. Um, were you surprised that McKenna ended up getting sent home right after you anyway? No, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, I hope the girl the best. I really do. I just, again, people, not everyone's just going to get along. I just know that her time was very short coming because she, in my opinion, she wasn't there for the right reasons. You know, we all want to find love. I think that's, that's a given why we went on the show in the first place, but what you use with your time there, it's like, even I explained in previous podcasts, like she was always in front of the cameras, you know, and people are, people on Reddit are going to be like, she keeps talking about McKenna, but it's like, you guys are asking me this. I'm answering a a fucking question. Like, I don't talk about her outside of why are you on Reddit, Tammy, get off Reddit. (laughs) Listen, I do this to myself because I'm like, I'm, I'm getting more depressed and I'm crying my eyes out because I'm going on Reddit. I'm like, Reddit is not a nice place. Why am I there? Because they hate me no matter what, but they hate everybody. Right. But they also want the answer to these questions. Right. So yeah. So I'm giving them the answer and they're like, stop talking and like, let it, let it die. It's like, but I'm being interviewed these questions. It'd be weird if I was like, kept bringing it up in casual conversation. I get that. But like, I literally forgot this girl existed until people bring it up. Right. You go on Instagram live and you're like, who wants to talk about McKenna? Like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my world doesn't revolve around her. I have literally six jobs. I have three businesses. I have too much going on to worry about another person. Yeah, no, I know, but I asked. So thank you for answering. Thank you. So see, Sarah, everyone, Reddit, Sarah Come asked for me. Question. Come for don't, Sarah. Don't, please don't, please don't. I'm scared of Reddit too, but I won't read it. So it's fine. Um, okay, so now we're on the beach. We're in paradise. Any hesitation at all to go from your experience on Peter season to Mexico? I think it's normal to have a little bit of hesitation going into it. But I think, thankfully, all that time has passed with COVID and you kind of just had a time to really sit on it and now do what you want to do. Because I can only imagine if I went on it fresh um, from Peter's season, I would have probably been ripped apart, you know, and it was no way for me to get my quote unquote redemption. I hate calling it that because I, yes, I redeem myself, but that's who I am. Like it's a 360 version of me. You see all aspects of me, you know? So I think people were able to get to know me more in paradise because it was more lax. Um, But I always had that fear. I'm like, what if, what do people bring this up? Like, what if I, I wasn't sure where I stood with Kelsey at the time. So I'm like, is she going to like, you know, is this going to be an issue? I don't want it to be an ongoing issue anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So I don't know if she wanted to talk about it anymore, but then I have to acknowledge if she does want to talk about it. So it was like very confusing because you just don't know where everyone's head is at going into it. But thankfully people who are mature and adults, you just move on and you, you want to work it through, you talk it through and then let's just move on with life, you know? Yeah. 
there was a decent amount of girls from Peter's season on Paradise last year, but there was not as many as I actually expected. There was no, you know, no Hannah Ann, no Madison, no Victoria F. And obviously they could have had boyfriends or something going on. But were you surprised that there weren't more, even more people from your season? I know there was a break, obviously, because of COVID, but I felt like Peter's season when it was airing, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be a Paradise situation and there wasn't even that many there and will any of them go now i don't know if they will i think people who didn't make it the last round are probably gonna maybe be considered to go this summer mm-hmm. i think that'd be very interesting for the show to see just because i think there was so many we had four seasons of cast members yeah. beyond this speech you know and you can only pick out of so many you know all the prominent characters from the last season before covid and then all the new people who did do covid seasons so we had Matt James girls and obviously people want to see them because they're newer. So yeah. that just makes sense. Do you think Peter should go on? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't that know would if he be, would, but wouldn't that be so interesting? It oh would be. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I don't know how he would do in that, in that environment. Cause I know that he was very stressful with, you know, being the bachelor and like dating all those girls, like 30 girls to begin with. I don't know how that's going to navigate on the beach, but I actually can low key see him thriving there because it is more relaxed than the actual bachelor and bachelorette. So who knows? Maybe he'll maybe watch him get engaged at the end of it. That would Imagine. be so wild. I mean, I think it worked for Becca Kufrin in a way because she was so far removed that there wasn't going to be someone like from her season, technically Joe, but that doesn't count like there also, whereas Peter might still be in it where if there's girls from the season who have bad blood or, you know what I mean? There could be something there, which would be great TV, but I don't know how it would benefit him. Personally. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe he can venture off into the new girls if he even does go. You know, I don't. I really don't think he's gonna go. I don't um, either. But I think he's. I mean, he just signed on with what a new airline. He's got his busy life. I think yeah, he's got he has a real he has job. Now, so yeah, he's got his job. You know, I think. Yeah. I think maybe he's removed from it, but. Ugh. Anything goes in this world. Maybe he will show up. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it personally, but that's just a selfish action. I don't know how he would actually do, but you're on the beach. David Spade is there. You don't know who David Spade is (laughs) infamously. My bestie. (laughs) What did you know going into that about who the hosts were going to be? Did you think about anything like that? Like you clearly were like, what surprise, like how did that all go in like the setup? I thought David Spade was going to be the host for the entire season. I had no idea about all these mixture of other hosts. Um, they don't really tell you. I Okay, to be fair, I do know who David Spade is. I've watched his movies. I think in my mind, I was just saying David and like the first sound of S and C, okay. H, Chappelle's. And I'm like, so much is going on. I'm like, Dave Chappelle. I'm like, wait a minute, that does not sound right. Like, that's not him. I know who Dave Spade is. Though. Yeah, yeah. So but funny. it was really, it was really funny, really embarrassing, but I kind of just went with it and it, it was funny. If I was watching it, I would be like, this is fucking hilarious. No, it was a great it was a great when it aired it was hilarious and it was a david spade can play off anything also too so that's probably it's giving him material which is what you want um i feel like do you think they're gonna continue doing if you had to guess like the guest host kind of thing do you think it works better that way do you think they should just give wells the job should jesse palmer be there what do you think they should do Ooh, I really think Wells should just be the permanent host. I think he's killer. He has great commentary. He's funny. He's also sympathetic and like relatable because he's been on the show before. Jesse is great. And I think that if they just wanted him for a hosting position, that'd be great. But Paradise is so much more in depth and personal with the cast. I think that Wells would just kill it there. But then who would be the bartender, you know? I don't know. Maybe George. Maybe, yeah, bring him back. Bring him back. Do do people really go to Wells for advice on their own volition. Like I understand why they would, but like that is organic. Like the go up to the bar, the looking sad and Wells giving you a, giving you a, some sort of cocktail and then kind of listening to your problems. That's like organic. Yeah, it is. I mean, it makes sense. Cause I'm a bartender too in New York and like the amount of stories, too much information that I hear with my patrons, you know, it's just like, people just want, people feel the safety. Cause like you're here and like, you can't go anywhere. You're behind the bar. So you can't like go, um, you know, gossip with other people that you know, and you're, real circle but I think it's true um I think it's very organic I actually love those moments too with Wells because he really does give really good advice yeah and he seems to be invested just enough where he cares and he follows the drama but he's not like losing sleep over it in a in a a natural normal way like he shouldn't be but he is gets invested enough whereas like a Chris Harrison or a Jesse Palmer they they don't really care what's happening they're all day with us so like he sees the entire beach and like what's happening so how fun what a fun front row seat to have no I'm like dang okay you said something on I think it was game of roses about the the bachelor in paradise now gives like stipends 
versus the like daily rates. Can you tell me anything about no, that? They, they call it stipends because they don't want us to call it payments. Okay. Um, but it is a daily rate kind of. Yeah, it's a daily rate. And is there like, I don't know if you want to say this, but I know Jason Tardek and they're far gone from being on the show, but like has said that he negotiated like $600 a day or something with a guaranteed rate. Did- uh, I'm sure people, if they wanted them long enough, they would. Um, probably the bigger characters, they do negotiate that. But I know on this past season, they didn't negotiate as much because the main person that was the negotiating for all the rates is gone. So. Okay. The producer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Cause I always said, I said this to Jason when he was promoting his book, I was like, everyone who wants to go in paradise should just read this book, bring it to them and like band together, get the villain from one season, the villain from the other, the hero from one, and then be like, you need all of us, like give us this much money. And what would they do? I mean, maybe we're they all just- going on strike. We're like, yeah, you can pay all of us this rate. We're not going. <laughs> I mean, kind of. And then, but it also presents like, I just talked to Chris and Alana and it was so interesting to hear because they're still together. And obviously that whole thing played out wild in there, you know, with what happened with them and everyone kind of turning on them. And they've said this very publicly, like they felt like because they were both sent home really early on their seasons, nobody respected them, whether it was in production or on the beach. Is that something you feel in general happens? Like when, when bachelor people are together, is there this weird hierarchy of, well, I was the lead or I came in first, or this is my third show. A hundred percent. It's a hierarchy and it's very difficult because you can't control the hierarchy. Um, I do feel bad for Chris and Alana and I will always defend them in that sense because the way that they left should was so brutal. Like that anger should have been put towards Brennan and Piper if they wanted to be angry, you know, right. that was a true previous relationship. People are going to get hurt on the speech. You're dating everybody. Like feelings are going to get hurt. It's normal, you know? So for them to be shunned for it, I don't know why that happened, but I think there were just easier targets because they were not, they were what week tours on yeah. their main season, which I think that's so stupid to even measure value of how long you've been on the, your previous season. I think it's so dumb, but that's a real thing that happens in that franchise. Yeah. It's also so weird to think about because I obviously hadn't thought about it, but then I talked to them and I was talking to you. So I was kind of going back and watching some of the scenes yeah. and people were really, really worked up. And do you think, I know you can't speak for anyone else and I'm sure you don't want to, but you know, someone like grocery store Joe or Riley, who were like really acting like the paradise police, like this was their moment. Do you think that's really what they wanted to do? Do you think they felt like they had to kind of say something? Do you think it's both like, is that motivation really within them to kind of paradise the police, the, the police paradise, or is it something that was maybe suggested to them? I don't know. Cause I, again, I, I don't have the facts on that. What I'm assuming is that, um, organically, like they're friends with, you know, people on the beach. And when you express like how upset you are, like as, same with like, if your best friend was telling you, like, she's so heartbroken, this person really hurt me. You're going to like, you know what? After this guy too, like, let's go, let's go, let's say something, you know, and I'm that friend too. It's like all, a lot of my friends are very quiet and like they keep to themselves, but I'm like, no, I'm going to stand up for you. I'm going to, you know, fight for what's right in your position here. And do what I think is right. Cause you don't have a, you don't want to have a voice and I will. Yeah. So I think that was the case of it. So I know that Justine was really upset as she rightfully is. So, and probably Joe heard it and Joe and Serena, you know, were together and Serena was on Justine's season. So it's just like your friends and like, you're just trying to help your friend out. Yeah, it's true. And I think what would, what is the advice to give to someone going to paradise? Because it's not really fair that it, 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 I see it both sides because the point of the show is to date everyone and you should be allowed to go on a date with someone, then go on a date with someone else. And then even potentially go back to the other person and everyone knows what they're signing up for, but I understand feelings do get involved. And on this show specifically, you guys spend a lot more time together. I'm yeah. sure you get an, it's a little, it's definitely more of probably like dating versus, you know, it's mm-hmm. still a weird world, but for the show, but what, how do you navigate that? Because it isn't fair to say, I'm only going to date one person and it's not fair to get mad at someone for doing that. So what is the answer to that? I think communication is a huge thing. I think just being vocal. I know with my issue, like I was kind of distancing myself with Aaron. I didn't vocalize that as much as I should have. That's something that I will always admit, um, which is why probably it blew up the way it did. But I'm wondering like, if I did say something to him vocally, like would he have blown up on me then and there anyways, you know, he seems like a little bit of a hothead. So I'm like, I don't know if he was going to lash out at me right then and there. I don't know what he was going to do, but, and you kind of, you kind of feel this like safety net almost. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm with this person, but I really want to explore other relationships. But like, what if the other relationships don't work out, you know? And that's a very normal thing to feel. 
So I didn't know how any of my other relationships were going to work out. We had multiple conversations that were going to keep open to seeing other people. And that's why I'm like, okay, this is okay. Then I think I vocalized what we both wanted and I'm getting reassurance from him. Like it's okay. Clearly it wasn't okay. Um, but I'm wondering if it would have been okay if I like went for like Connor or something, someone who right. was not as intimidating as Thomas was, but who knows? Were you aware of the drama with Thomas and Aaron before? And did you care at all? I mean, was that obviously uh, that shouldn't affect too much of your decisions, but like that became insane, obviously. I don't think it should have affected my decision whatsoever, which is why that's the way I went into it. I know that Aaron told me about like the person that he didn't like on his season. I'm like, Wait, like, what did he do? You know, like, is it that bad? So I'm listening to Aaron, like vent about it before Thomas gets down there. And I'm like, it just sounds like in the show moments, you know, you just get over it, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not that bad. It was bad apparently. Cause he hates his guts, which is funny because the next day they were having breakfast with each other. So I'm like, do you actually hate this guy? Mm -hmm. Or was that his way to kind of play it up for this is my thing. And this is my bachelor thing is to hate Thomas. It could be a personality trait at this point. I don't know. Did you and Aaron have beef after the show? Wasn't there like a Twitter thing? Oh my gosh. This man hates my guts. Still? <laughs> why? Quite hilarious. He blocked me. But um, I, again, you, I think people know my personality right now. I'm very sarcastic, jokey. You know, I don't take things really to heart and people are very sensitive and I get that. I need to acknowledge that more and I don't, but I said something like someone who was filming there. I think, Michelle was filming her season and we were watching it. I'm like, oh no, not another guy with a cut off shirt. We all know how I feel with about guys who cut off their sleeves. And like Aaron was like, oh, now I'm now you're making fun of me for what I wore on the beach. Everyone, everyone, even the audience was like, no, like right. not what she said. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. He'll always forever hate me until I die because one thing's for sure is that I went from him to Thomas. That was the right. plain and simple. Even if he's friends with Thomas now, I don't know. He'll always hate me for it, which makes no sense to me. Do anything looking back at that that you would do differently or? No, I wouldn't do anything differently. You know what I would have done to see what it would have worked out as? If I said no to them going on the date, would they have actually, you know. Becca and Thomas? It, yeah. Would they have actually um, be like, okay, like she doesn't want that. It makes her really uncomfortable. Like, let's not do that. I wonder how it would have worked out then. Um, but everything works out for a reason. They're together and they're beautiful together now and they have a really good relationship. So no regrets whatsoever. It is what it is. And Thomas wasn't my person. Aaron wasn't my person. And I'm just going to try to find my real person in real life yes. without the show. So do you, Katie obviously made some comments about Thomas very publicly on Nick Files podcast saying like any would warn anyone to date him. And then they kind of followed him a little bit into it, but you connected with him quickly. And I yeah. feel like, do you think that that was fair for her to say? And are you, you were, are you friends with Katie or you were, you oh my were gosh, she's like yeah. one of my best friends. Okay. And just, how does so, she feel about that now? Um, I mean, I not everyone's going to get along. She only had, she only can go off the experience that she had with him. I can only go off the experience that I've had with him. Um, I can see why she might've feel the way that she feels about him at that time. Cause she was hurt, you know, and that's rightfully so but she can see why that we get along. She just doesn't, I mean, we really don't talk about it, you know, cause yeah. two experiences are different. Did you and Thomas like talk about being villains? I feel like you did, but were yes. you like discouraged from talking about that? Cause it's almost like fourth wall breaking. That's actually our first conversation. Um, cause I'm like, I thought about it the night before. I'm like, I feel really bad for this guy. Like I can only imagine what it's like if if my season just came off and we went to paradise, like, would I be Thomas in this situation? That sucks. Yeah. So we talked about that. I like, we had like probably, I want to say like a solid hour and a half of conversation, which is insane in that world. Cause it normally lasts 10 minutes, but yeah. it was right before anybody woke up. I remember like the cameras didn't even come there until like halfway into our conversation. Cause it was that early, you know, but it was really nice to just like have a real conversation with someone who has a similar experience with it. He doesn't know the backlash of it, of course, because he just came from filming Katie season and right. her being aired as we were on the beach. But I'm just, just helping him like try to navigate that, like what it's like to have like enemies in the house now that hate you because of something that you did while you were all filming. So it was a really nice conversation. I think that's when that was what, probably one of my favorite genuine conversations with him. Yeah, that's that's nice. And that makes sense, because if you guys all like can band together again to navigate the the chaos right. that the show brings, right. um, obviously, you know, you have people on the beach now, especially with that work for Warner brothers with the podcast about your Joe and Natasha, Becca works for Warner brothers. It's 
kind of, I never thought about it at the time, but I heard you, I think say something like, I don't have a podcast. I didn't get to explain my side of the story. Is that fair? And like going forward, I feel like that's something that's not fair. Uh, nothing is fair in this world. And listen, I'm not asking for fairness. I was just asking for a good shot at it. Cause I worked really hard, you know, but you can see that there are favorites and they're going to hate me for always saying that, but that's how I truly felt. And I'm just working on what I experienced is that they chose favorites because these people have a podcast. How could they leave the beach? You right. know, but I, I have no fighting chance because I don't have a podcast and I don't have any more room to talk about anything besides on my own social media, which doesn't hit an audience like their theirs does, you know? So that's why I'm like, I'm doing all the podcasts that I want to do. And I get to pick and choose and choose my side of the story and talk about my experience with it without having to be like honed down about you have to talk about this and let's, you know, let's talk about this instead. And I only get a limited time and they edit the podcast. Like the last podcast that I did with them, I forgot which one it was. They edited like a lot of the things that I said out. So I'm like, what was even the point of me being on this podcast? You know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't want to do any podcast until my contract was over. Cause I'm like, I just want to talk. Have you heard from anyone since in the last couple of weeks when you've started to do podcasts and speak out? Uh, yes, I have. Um, both cast and behind the scenes people. Um, they can, I mean, they're not happy with it, but they can understand why I'm upset, you know? Yeah. And what for you, because I know you, you did release a video on Instagram saying that you were done with franchise. And I, I, I want to ask you about that. I can, I know you can, you don't want to say too much, but just explain for the us weekly listeners, maybe what was behind that and, um, why you did it, but also looking back do do you regret doing that? Are you happy to kind of start getting things off your chest? Like, how has it felt? But can you just explain a little bit? Um, people think that I'm just like, have this vendetta against this franchise. Now I really don't. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful to have been a part of it. I think I wouldn't have traded it for anything in this world, but it's the frustrations that I was having a lot of people do, and they just don't vocalize it because they're so afraid. What happened to me is that I just had it with them and I am very vocal and opinionated. And I was going to let my viewers know like what's going on instead of stay quiet. I'm not a person that stays quiet as we clearly know. And I just got really upset. Would I have done it differently all over again? Absolutely. I think I should have, you know, worked through my emotions and then said something, but I was so hurt and upset at that time. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I didn't say much really, even right. in the small clip that I did post, you know, and I still don't talk about it now. So no one will ever know the truth behind it. I mean, maybe one day, but I just, I'm just going to finally put my foot down and stop being used because I'm not a secondary person. Like I'm a primary person in my life. I put myself first and it was time for me to stop catering to them. Yeah. So that's the way that I felt about it. And a lot of people supported me surprisingly, which made me so happy. Like I remember I was flying the next day and I'm like crying at the airport because I'm reading all these messages. Like I didn't expect it to be like that because I'm like, Oh, everyone in this franchise hates me anyways. Like what, what did I have to lose? Nothing. So yeah, I'm happy to just, give myself some distance with the franchise for now. Who knows if I'll be back? Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But I just, it's kind of like a toxic relationship. I just need to give my space right now. And maybe we can work on things in the future. If there's any changes that are legitimate that they want to change. Right. Because is there a way that the show, you know, it is only two hours a week, whatever you want to say, however, 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 whenever, whatever's airing. Is there something that you think the show can do to make it where, you know, people get a fair shot or there is, you know, cause there's always going to be a main character, I guess, in some sense, but to make people feel like at least they're trying to be, get a shot at being the main character or what would you do or like to see as far as change, both just on the show, the way they treat you guys, or just like as viewers, what viewers should see. I think the viewers have a huge impact on it. Um, I think they've definitely dwindled down more from just like the generic all American girl, especially with like COVID and like the whole movements that happened after COVID. Um, I think that's where it needs to start, but the changes that they want, that they say they're doing, I want to see it actually implemented in a serious way and not just be like, oh, like, yeah, we're doing this, you know, like, it's fine. We're, we're at least trying, but it's like, you can try harder. You have the power to try harder, you know? But I don't know, it was, I just feel so alienated from it because it's something, I, I worked hard to get where I have, gotten in that franchise and it just went so unnoticed. And I wonder if it would have been more noticed if I looked like the all American girl, you know, and listen, I get it. 
I gravitated towards those girls too. But like, that's the reason why I had a major identity crisis when I was a kid. Cause I want to look blonde, blue eyed, these beautiful girls that I thought was the American version of beauty. And oh, I hate talking about it because I hate bringing up like race, but it really made me feel like I was so alienated because it's something that I can't change about myself. You know, like I will never be blonde. I could dye my hair, but that would look really weird. I would look like a K-pop star. And there's just very few people that represent people who look like me in that franchise. And I really tried to fight hard to be that person that represents a lot of us that are out there. I just felt really frustrated because I, I put in a lot of work and it felt like it was just for nothing. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I feel, I'm sorry <laughs> that, you know, know. Well, it's probably a lot also. Cause I know you've been doing interviews. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot. Um, yeah. And you've kind of implied just to fill in us weekly listeners that you were working on a project with the franchise. It's no longer happening. There was a disagreement that hurt your feelings, something along those lines. Um, does that kind of sum up what you've said? That, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, maybe the real reason will come out at some point, but the reason, I mean, if I actually said everything, they would be, everyone would be like, wow, that's, that is very valid of why you were upset, but no one ever sees it that way, you know? Cause they're yeah. like, Oh, she was upset. Cause she didn't get family feud. But I'm like, I what? <laughs> Family feud. My dream. How you, dare I? you wanted to meet Steve Harvey that bad. So bad. <laughs> um, I'm like, let's put two and two together here. Like something had to have been really that detrimental for it to hurt my feelings. And I don't get my feelings hurt that easily. I just, yeah, it hurt. Where do you go as far as a fan of the franchise from here? Cause I know you, you live tweet the show a lot. You watch it. And I know it's honestly beneficial in some way to the brand of alums to be somewhat involved if whether it's live tweeting or doing interviews and being able to talk about what's happening on the show because it keeps you kind of involved within bachelor nation and there's no harm in that i mean it can grow your following keep your following engaged um i know you have other stuff in the works and you have a million jobs and like your life isn't the bachelor by any means but where do you stand from a fan point like would you are you can you still watch the show do you want to i think yeah i'm definitely gonna still watch the show um you know, it's just fun and interesting to be in the halves. A lot of my fans have come from that show. So like, I want to be included with them, you know, and like they, they have been open to me outside of the show, like what I do in my real life and my jobs and everything. So I just want to have that connect with them too. And plus my tweets are gold. They're so funny, <laughs> but I'm not going to sleep, like lose sleep over it. Like before I wanted to be inclusive so badly. I was like, I can't do anything on Monday at all. Like I have to watch the show. I'm watching it on a VPN that I stole from, like a fan sent me because I wanted to watch on East coast time. Cause I right. want to be the first person to watch it with everyone else, you know, and now I'm just probably going to watch it where whatever time zone I'm in and just tweet You're from free. there. Yeah. Yeah. Just not be as stressed out about it. Yeah. That's good. That's healthy. That's part of yeah. it. Breaking off the toxic relationship. Yeah. Those are the boundaries that I'm setting now. That is so funny. Do you have any predictions or thoughts on how this, um, Rachel, um, Gabby double bachelorette situation is going to work? I really hope that it doesn't break their friendship. That'd be really sad, but I can see it going that way because wow. there's going to be some guy or maybe more than one that's going to like the both of them and they're going to have to choose. And I don't know. I really hope it works out for both of them. That'd be wild to have two engagements at the end of it. I think that'd be so much fun. Um, but I feel like it's going to be very emotional, you know, cause you're not only now trying to battle the friendships in the house, but the friendships are the two leads and yeah. then their relationships as well. So it's a risk for the franchise because yeah. it's going to bring some good stuff content wise, but it also could make people turn very quickly if there's any pitting against them, like of them pitting against each other. Um, so I know that they're going to try to protect it in some sense because in it's I don't know, but I have a, I've, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very difficult for there not to just naturally be someone they're both interested in, let alone whatever is produced that way. Like, oh, God, I'm excited, but I'm kind of I know I'm excited, but I'm also scared. I'm like, yeah. what is going to happen? Because they're capable of anything. It's so true. Um, also your season of paradise had a lot of couples that ended up together that are still together. Any surprise you that are still together? No, I'm actually very happy that they're all still together. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's like, it surprises me, but obviously I don't know any of these people personally. I'm actually very surprised that Riley and Marissa didn't last longer than they did. Yeah. Cause they were like attached to the hip on the beach, you know, but Everyone else is going strong. I think that's the only couple that broke up, right? Yeah, I think so. So when you were there, all of the couples that ended up solidified at the end, it was like, yeah, that checks out. That six yeah. months later, there would still be something going on. Yeah. That's good. That makes it feel, that makes it feel very real. The paradise couple. No, paradise is so much more real than the bachelor bachelorette. 
And I think that's why all the successful relationships come out of the beach instead of the actual show, you know, because it's less high produced than it is on the main shows. And you kind of just are able to really actually get to know someone. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, Tammy, I'll let you go, but let everyone else know what else you're up to your YouTube channel. You teased a return to reality TV, I believe with Dustin Peter. I don't know if you want to tease that to me as well, but what's going on? A lot of things are going on. I'm really just trying to branch out and just be my own person um, without having to rely on anyone anymore. And I launched my YouTube channel. So I'm actually working with a production team to get a lot of videos out, more longer vlogs and more informational vlog, like um, videos about real estate and business and just being a person of color and a woman in business. I think that's huge. That's really my main goal in the whole thing. Um, I'm also releasing products to like help organize organization and budgeting. Um, I may or may not be on another show. Um, you guys will find out when the whole rest of the world finds out, but yeah, a lot is going on and I'm just kind of just trying to live my life and create, you know, an empire that I've always wanted to create. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I think, especially if you have your eggs in a few different baskets, that's always obviously going to potentially work out better, but also being able, I hate to say it. Cause I don't, I don't want to be mean and say people like need a real job. Like I, I think that that's kind of a dumb thing people say about the bachelor, but at the same time, it's always refreshing when you hear someone like still does their day job because it's only good for everyone here. Like you can be influencer by day, real estate agent by night or both way other way, but you know what I mean? Right. I think that social media is a huge tool. I think people who are influencers, I think that's fantastic for them. That works for them. But for me, in my mind, I look at longevity and building wealth. And I just can't do that with social media, especially being a person of color who isn't favorited by my original fan base. You know, so I never banked on that to begin with. I never wanted to be like, I'm going to sell X, Y, Z. Am I going to do brand ads here and there? Absolutely. I think that's dumb not to do that, you know, if I have the time, but Again, I have my efforts and more of my time put elsewhere to create wealth. And that's really what I want to portray to my followers and my fans, you know, that you can build wealth at a young age. It's possible. And especially being a person of color and a woman, literally all three things that are meant for us to fail and set up for us to fail in this society. I think that we could help and work together to build the wealth that we know that we deserve. So that was my whole goal in all of it. And I'm really happy the way it worked out, but People always give me slack for not being able, they say, I'm not good enough on TV to sell enough to sell things on Instagram. And I'm like, thank you, actually. Yeah, what? Biggest compliment. That sounds like someone who's jealous that they're not selling something on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. We all would love a little extra side cash if we could to throw up an Instagram story. Money is money. Okay. hundred percent. Especially if it's something that's not like the most embarrassing product in the world, even if it is like, who cares? Oh my God. Well, as long as you stand by it and like, you know, you aren't selling out. Totally. I think that, yeah, that's yeah. important. We, we know what the brands are that, you know, that's the choice. Um, <laughs> Tammy, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. And I hope to speak to you again soon, hopefully maybe promoting, you know, a return to television. That would be lovely. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah. I always love talking to you. I love talking to you too. Thank, thank you. Have a me. great rest of your day. And I know it's only Wednesday, but have a good weekend because I'm throwing out the vibes early. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Mm